0: But it wasn't from lack of trying, I can tell you that. Actually, Bill's last bullet put me in a coma. A coma I was to lie in for four years. When I woke up, I went on what the movie advertisements refer to as a roaring rampage of revenge. I roared, and I rampaged, and I got bloody satisfaction. I've killed a hell of a lot of people together.
1: Welcome back to the Film cast where we're going to potentially conclude one of, maybe, we'll find out, Quentin Tarantino's Magnum Opus. Is it Magnum, is it magnum Opus? Is that the right term? I don't know. Magnum Opus. Um, Kill Bill Volume 2, his, his, his final one. Many say it's his best work, is it? Will we prefer Kill Bill Volume 1? Will we prefer Kill Bill Volume 2? Are they both just as good as each other? So many questions. Hi, guys. It. Hello. It's quite, quite normal. Hello. I promised a normal <laughs> intro.
2: That was what amazing. Was... That was, what's going on? I, I'm not used to that. That's, that's going back <laughs> years, that kind of intro.
3: Yeah. I'll never
1: beat your Goonies one, though. Uh, well, the fifth or sixth time. That was, like, <laughs> I took bloody ages, doesn't it? When, when
3: it, did I... you last
4: beat James'
1: Goonies? You uh, was
2: talking about, will we be able to enter their hole? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, Oh my god, it was something that. really
1: bad. <laughs> it was a really bad choice of words and if you took it out of context context yeah. context, okay. I look like a sex offender.
2: Exactly. Like, if you go through our it should be still be in there if you go through our library, it's on the film reel cast Outtakes and it's yeah. so so funny. It's James trying to get out an intro for the Goonies and it's just priceless. If it's not on there, I will put it out again because it's so good. Nim didn't help, did he?
1: Opening really. he's, opening, he's opening a bag of crisps the minute we press the cord <laughs> it was like you're fucking serious and then, and then he introduced his holiday in France and he just felt he sounded like he was just about to kill himself he was sounding yeah. so depressed didn't he Yeah.
2: he really did yeah you tried to get that energy going <laughs> no, it and it was, it was just so down
1: it was, and I remember when every, t- every time guys, Stu used to do an intro. We used to we, we used to record it in uh well in like some big chambers. Um, like, everyone used to look at him thinking he's going to fuck up, and he never did. And it really annoyed me. It really <laughs> upset me. I could never get him to mess up, ever. He was like Mister Iceman It was your kryptonite. wasn't it?
4: It
2: really it was. was
1: it cool. was. It was. It was my kryptonite. Yeah, people, your kryptonite eating loud. Old oh, bullbags
2: 2004. <laughs> who saw this at the cinema?
1: Yes. Yeah. I did. Oh, wow. Paul, oh, no, no, I
5: didn't.
3: No, I didn't.
2: No. Paul, you've only just discovered that Quentin Tarantino um, directs and writes films, I think. <laughs> you. Is
4: that right? <laughs> well, I, I'm,
3: yeah. I am aware of his work. <laughs> I am aware of his work. But it's the first <laughs> time I've seen um, Kill Bill 1 or Kill Bill 2. And I, did, I did watch 1 with a view to come in last week's podcast, but I couldn't at the last minute, as you know. So, um, yeah, I've since seen two, but never seen them at the cinema or before last week. So what did you watch, Bill? Sorry, did
2: Sorry, did you dude. know what it was about? Did you at all? Did you no idea, or go mate. into it blind? Oh wow, completely
3: blind. blind. All I all I knew, all I remembered was seeing um, Irma Merma, um, Uma yeah. Thurman, on the side of buses. Do you remember that back in London when you'd see her on the side of buses?
2: Well, um, literally.
3: For... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuck there with the gorilla glue. <laughs> <laughs> other, <laughs> other glues i was trying to do an episode of <laughs> Bottom. Are <laughs> yeah. <Alice Smith>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the glues and adhesives aren't available? <laughs> um, yeah. So she'd be on the side of bus. It was the Bill advert on the on the side of the buses, you know, on the, on the strip. Yeah. And that's all I really knew of it. And um, yeah, never really never really phased me. But um, yeah, here we go. And what did you, you think of number one then? right so number one um i wasn't a big fan i mean i could tell i could see it was was well photographed um yeah it was it was it was okay but it didn't really float my boat why if i'm honest um because it's not some it's not a genre i'm really sort of it's not it's something i'm not that bothered about and not into really um <clears throat> and one thing that really bothers me, I know, I, I know, I know that it's like a bit of a, there are bits of a, you know, parody and stuff involved in it, but, um, you know, when you get the, someone shows a knife on the screen and you hit, or, or a sword, you hear the, It's like, yeah. it doesn't make that sound. And that always bothers me. Like any film I watch, like scream and all that kind of stuff. And you see a knife and suddenly you hear this. Uh, it's just, yeah, it, <laughs> the one that, the one bit i no, it's really tough. the one that i really the one bit i really did enjoy was when she killed all those people um in that crazy 88 the crazy, crazy 80 88s yeah. right in that room the <laughs> choreography was amazing because they worked it out it was perfect i mean just the mess that she left and the way she, the way it was choreographed i thought was amazing that alone was made the film for me but on the whole yeah, I could have just flicked through
2: it, but but when you think the, what do I know the noises <laughs> oh, that they were kind of making with regards to yeah the, like, the and swords, swords and everything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that
3: yeah
2: yeah y- if you go back to um that I, I can't really pronounce his name but that Chai who <clears throat> Chai Hui Lu his name is he was uh, yeah. like um in this as the uh is it Pai Mei? and Pai Mei, he yeah. does. Um, like the films like um, Shaolin Warriors and Spiritual Boxers and Spiritual Minds and stuff like that, and they're all kind of takes from there where it is so over the top and the yeah. swords make that noise. And he, yeah. when he jumps up and lands on that sword, it's just it, it's a kind of a nod to those 70s um, kung fu films,
3: I guess. And it was also a nod to um, there was a couple of bits in it, a nod to um, Monkey Magic, I thought, which was.
2: Yeah, um, monkey magic was awesome
3: because it was, and there were a couple of shots there where they zoomed in and zoomed out, and I thought that's monkey magic because it reminded me so much of like, you know, my childhood watching the TV show. But you know, when you look at um, it's not just those sounds, but you know, when you watch a, a like a, a movie or a TV show, and you've got someone on the stage and they've got a microphone on a stand in front of them, <clears throat> the the people making the film or the, or the TV show always have that howl round. Feedback effect before the person speaks. Yeah. You know, so you've got like a a guy on a stage in a school, whatever, you know, and you hear this before they speak. You think everyone can see you're on a stage in an auditorium with a microphone in front of you that's going to make that sound. Don't you haven't got to emphasize the fact that it's a microphone and you're in that. You know, it just bothers me. And coming from a radio sort of sound effects background, it just really grates on me when I hear things putting out to you which are obvious.
2: So from now uh. on when we pick look, pick films to review, we've got to mm. bear in mind helicopters, swords and radio noises.
3: Yeah. <laughs> try, try, try try and pick a try and pick um a silent flip. <laughs> <laughs> it will pick yeah. good morning Vietnam, that really also, good. Yeah, or something with normal wisdom in it, I know.
2: <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well that's good to know and it's interesting. What would you give it out of um five?
3: The first one, yeah, uh, two and a half, two, okay, no. two. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I know, I know. Oh, I L- listen, absolutely I- listen, ridiculous. Listen, fellas, I-, I heard your review today. I listened to it today, and I could see what you-, well, you know. I could see why you like it, but it just didn't do it for me.
2: I think is it because it's not got a time machine in <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> Anything Michael J. Like Fox or Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't filmed in the eighties. Yeah, I'm a little bit shallow. <laughs>
2: never mind James you're really, <coughs> really quiet
3: no
1: no, I'm
2: good oh, there okay. we go I thought he'd gone to sleep I thought he'd gone to sleep
1: no 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 Nim could send me to sleep talking about films but I mean other than that we're good oh um, bless oh bless uh, well, good
2: stuff <laughs> let's crack on with this film anyway then it's virtually the same cast as the last one but we feature more with Michael Madsen um who's always an interesting character as in his level of enthusiasm seems to be zero really um but i enjoy him i really liked him reservoir dogs i thought he was absolutely brilliant there daryl hannah uh, we focused on her as l driver and, and of course um we've got kill bill who's uh david carradine who i learned a lot about david carradine's family thanks to you james who i didn't realize oh, there you go um
1: yeah old you know they, i tell you what david carradine i mean what? He, he almost came out of nowhere to this role, wasn't it? I know Tarantino was considering a lot of other people, including Burt Reynolds. I think Warren Beatty was potentially one of them. And I cannot now, after watching this, imagine David and Carolyn not be, Bill being played as anyone else. I thought he did such a good job. And a lot of it, I think, is down to his quite unique voice.
2: Yeah, I think so. He's got a very relaxing voice. And he can he can be sinister and evil, but keep that one tone and be relaxing to listen to it at the same time, which sounds bizarre, even when he's threatening you, it sounds quite nice. Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's really, really good. And we kind of carry on at the start of this film. Um, we go to the wedding, and we see, which is quite nice, we see the, the other side of the wedding of actually what did happen. But before we get to that, we get, what do you think of the intro? You've got Uma Thurman in the car, Black and white, really classic, with the the obviously kind of overtly fake background of the a, a film playing behind her and she's driving, just talking about who she's gonna kill and now she's gonna go and kill Bill. I think that is so stylish. It looks really good and she looks amazing, doesn't she?
5: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, she does. It's a nice way to bring bring you into the second one it was just a very quick snapness of the first one wasn't it and then what she's gonna do
1: i thought it was, I thought it was very clever and nicely yeah done. yeah it was i think it was it, it was once again we mentioned in the first bit it's quite risky it was because the way she she was almost overacting to the point where it was almost pantomime-esque but because of the way it's shot at stewart's thing is really arty it 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 works and tarantina kind of gets away with it but had it I think had another filmmaker tried to do it, I don't think it would have it would have worked if that makes sense. he just kind of gets everything just right. But it was quite pantomiming and and I mean it in a good way. Uh, but I still think that's quite a risky move to make, especially the way the way she's talking to the camera. But No, I think
2: you're spot on. That's really mm. well described and I think the fact that it in black and white it it helps it kind of keep kind of the the film noir kind of feel about it. Where if it was in colour i think it wouldn't and it's amazing that just such a simple change into black and white has such a a massive effect where i obviously would never think of doing that where i think it it shows the the creativity and the brilliance of like tarantino to be able to do simple things to have such a big impact
5: yeah definitely absolutely you're you're completely right stu it's it's i I guess he was going for that though wasn't it it's like a break of the fourth wall he, she's talking to the audience she's explaining what's happened and where she's going to go which is unusual you don't usually get that do you unless it's some sort of comedy film such as Deadpool for instance naming a recent one <laughs> where where it yeah. is a constant break of the fourth wall but I like it I think it was really it, yeah dangerous in a sense of has it been done before probably not but it did it work yes it did yeah, it completely
2: did. agree, completely agree. And we go ah. to the massacre at uh, Two Pines, which is the wedding, and she's obviously well, a very. You,
1: before,
3: you, before you
2: get
1: to there, sorry to interrupt yeah. you. no, before go you for it. There, uh, one thing I, n- I noticed on the third watching of it, um, and, and 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 with the help, I think of a YouTube video, as hmm. the credits are rolling, you've got each of the actors, and all the ones that died, um, are crossed out when the actor when, when the credits come in. Like oh, really? Manson's crossed out. Yeah, yeah. Um, apart from two people, one is Bill, David Cameron's not crossed out, and um, Eddie Driver, oh, uh, Darl Hannah is a yeah. question mark. okay. Yeah, sorry about that. No, I, I didn't, thought, know, I just didn't even notice that. Really that. Interesting, That's interesting a good point, anecdote. yeah. But I, mean. I, I didn't notice it until I watched this thing, I think one of the many YouTube videos on it, and I, and I watched it back, and I was like, oh, my gosh. Sorry about that, Stu. No, not at all. I, as I say, it's little things
2: like that that people put in which is is pretty quirky, isn't it, that you just don't realise on the viewing because you're not thinking about it. But no, I like that. The wedding itself is so simple, so downplayed, isn't it? And it's not what you'd expect. She's with this guy who just doesn't seem suitable whatsoever, seems a complete bum and a waste of space, and she's got people there on her side who's... Again, don't suit her for where she's come from. We know her to be this slick killer, this assassin, and these people just seem like nobodies. they just don't fit they're a bunch of misfits, aren't they they just and you it's don't like, know where they've come from or how if they're her friends or his friends
3: it's actually the it's that it's, it's the um practice isn't it for the wedding It's not the real wedding it's the it's the rehearsal
2: yeah, yeah, but they're all going to be there aren't they and it, it they're just she says that she hasn't got any family and these people just seem complete, it sounds really I've all to say complete losers because I don't even know them there's no story behind them but they just don't fit into this, to this to this story of Kill Bill do they?
5: No, it's, it's obviously her alternate life that she's chosen isn't it? And she's just got in with this guy and felt safe with him and wanted a normal life sort of thing so yeah, very unusual but I had no issue with the characters. I thought they were all quite good, to be honest. And he's obviously a bit of a a numpty as his record bookstore and everything else like that. But you know, it was it was it was quite clever. I thought the um, vicar and his wife were really annoying, but that's what they were written to be. But other than that, yeah, but yeah I, got, I I didn't have an issue with it, to be honest.
2: Was that his wife or was that his mum? I think his wife. How oh, was it? I really wasn't mm. too sure. But yeah, but he, he did say mum, didn't he? Yeah, I thought he did say mum, but I wasn't mm.
5: too sure because their ages aren't that much different. and but They often call their other half's mother. They don't know if they're the mother of their children or she is the mother of the flock. as do they? As it's religious, yeah.
2: I've got no idea, to be honest, not being religious. But I like Samuel Jackson in this. Again, you get these characters like Harvey Cartel, Samuel Jackson, who are in a lot of his films and I like the fact you do get these stars who come in and willing to play bit parts with only just a very um, small lot of dialogue to actually talk about but you can't it feels nice it feels right having him in this film just being such a cool organist who's sitting having a cigarette talking about who he's played the blues with and I love that it's just small dialogue but it's great to have Samuel Jackson. He's so good. I think he's really entertaining in this.
5: Rufus is the man.
2: Yeah, definitely, 100%. I mean,
5: when we get to kind
2: of this part, and obviously they're talking about what's happening, how they want the wedding, and they kind of do make a point of saying that Uma Thurman doesn't have any side of the family. It's unusual um, for someone not to have anyone. And that, that's when you get, and I couldn't help but thinking it when she goes out and has a uh, like a break outside. And as she's walking outside, it's so funny that it's so cliche that you've got Bill there, and we finally see Bill. We 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 haven't seen Bill before, so it was great to see him. And he's playing that flute, and it seems so so funny to me because it reminds me of that guy in Little Britain. What did you think of, <laughs> yeah, Bill, or, or Bill sitting there playing the flute on the veranda?
1: Well, before you ruined it for me, Stree, by, by, by doing that, and now I can't <laughs> unsee it the second time when I watched it again. Um, yeah, Diddle-doo, hello, yeah, <laughs> going up to the desk, would you <laughs> like some soup. Or, um, I thought <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't, it's now ruined it for me because even when you was talking I'd about Pi Me with, with the, with yeah. the, I thought. Yeah, yes. Yeah, it just is. Thank you for, um, for that. So I thought the whole thing was really tense, though. Um, before you ruined it for me, it was really tense. As in, you don't know. You know why Bill's there. You know what's going to happen. You don't know how it's going to happen. You don't know what's going to set him off, how he's, gonna, how he's going to do it, what, or what he's going to do. You just knew the how. You didn't know the when. Maybe, you know, you guessed about the why. Um, and it, well, I felt I felt it was so tense. It was it was kind of like climbing a roller coaster, getting to the getting to the inevitable top for that big drop, but you do not know you just didn't know when it was going to happen. Be like being blindfolded. I mean, on a roller coaster, you know.
5: Yeah, and I think that's credit to Uma Thurms' acting in this
1: because you can see how nervous she is,
5: but yet yeah, she's oh, trying yeah, to definitely. play it cool. You know, with the you know, and the cinematography shows it where she's moving across. The um, veranda, so to speak, and her feet, you know, are just edging slightly and on tiptoes and stuff like that. It's, and then you, it flips to Bill the way he walks, and he's very assertive in his steps.
0: Are you going to be nice? I've never been nice my whole life. But I'll do my best to be sweet. Hmm. I always told you, your sweet side is your best side. I guess that's why you're the only one who's ever seen it. She's very timid
5: around him, but trying to show that she's confident and not scared. But you can tell she's absolutely shitting it because she knows what Bill's like. I thought it was very clever the way they did it.
2: Yeah, you saw Bill had the ultimate control, didn't you? And mm. he's but he's so kind of in a way passive aggressive mm. and that he doesn't, that he's not got any weapons. And at no point does he threaten her. It all comes from Uma Thurman, as you say, are, are we going to be nice? And you just think, kind of cheeky, but obviously nice means that person lives or that person dies, depending on what kind of mood he's in. And you never get a sense of how evil he is in this, do you?
5: No. No. From these bits, you can tell he's nasty because of how scared she is and she's asking him to be nice. But yeah, at this point, he just. He's there and he's so softly spoken as well, isn't he? There's, yeah, it's it's very good. The acting is fantastic.
2: Oh, definitely, and I think it works because he doesn't threaten her, and I think that's yeah. what is so unassuming about him. And it, and as you say, it's it works so well because um, I, I think it's you, Neil, who said uh, Uma Thurman plays it so well, doesn't she? That yeah. she is so mm-hmm. tense, being twisted, twiddling her fingers, just playing with that kind of those flowers in her hands and she doesn't and it's nice that she knows how dangerous he is and that when like the boyfriend is talking to bill she's virtually waiting for some kind of reaction to a stupid comment he makes possibly to bill for it all to go tits up and yeah she plays it so well there's so much tension but without it kind of appearing to be intentional
5: oh no definitely when she introduced him as the dad you could just see even bill was shocked and it was almost like a flick of a switch had been flicked switch had been flicked hadn't it in the sense of him he was like i'm pissed off there's i am not your dad i'm your you know i'm your lover yeah sort of thing and was oh, you could it was ramping up very sensitively and slowly but it ramped up didn't it yeah you could in the tension and stuff like that was yeah but yeah, you just you just felt for the boy the, the bloke didn't you because he's he's completely unaware he's just a bloke that owns a record store he's trying to marry this really pretty girl thinks he's a dad and he has no fucking idea who he's talking to or anything and you just feel for him
1: it was oh, interesting it gets worse i'm sorry the
2: kiss let's talk about that kiss they share being a uh, an alleged father and daughter when she walks back up to him when he's in the church and uh the kiss that she gives him is it, a bit too long that i'd want to see any daughter kissing their dad i have to say and it's yeah
5: but I'm it's, guessing uh... <laughs> no one else no one else saw it thankfully that was a thank you for not killing everyone kiss wasn't it, <laughs> it's like...
2: it yeah it's yeah it's a really weird awkward kiss that they give each other but I mean, Bill's too cool to give a shit about what anyone thinks. And it is He doesn't so even kiss good. her back there, does he? No, no, not at all. And I think what adds insult to injury is that he's obviously really powerful, very wealthy. He's got people who will kill for him at a command. And the girl that he clearly loves and that he possibly, he, that he can't have out of everyone is now with some idiot who's working in a record store, who's wearing a suit to the rehearsal because he wants to get his money's worth out of it. And that's just a a mixture of insults, uh, which is probably the the final straw that breaks camel's back to lead everyone else, just to massacre everyone there.
5: Yeah, it's, it's savage, isn't it? The fact that she's quite happy, she thinks she's all right. Then all of a sudden the music starts and they four walk in and all you hear is her scream, Bill, no, or no Bill, and then they just open fire. And just yeah, everyone. it's
2: fucking mental. I mean, it is. Paul, would you rather have seen what happened inside the chapel or do you think it's better left to your imagination?
5: I think you
3: saw enough of what happened in one, didn't you? So you saw some of what went, up, went on in one. Um, but Again, yeah, leave it to your imagination. It's not some... Yeah, I was happy with seeing what I saw. They they kind of panned out. It was like an aerial shot of a of the chapel, and you just saw the flashes of the gunfire. Um, yeah, it was, it was fine for me.
2: Yeah, it's pretty brutal. And I, I didn't realise, I don't know whether you did, Jay, when you watched this, that and I probably got it wrong, and it may not even be the case, but Michael Madsen and David Carradine, uh, Bill, um, and I can't even remember, Bud, they're, they're actual brothers in this, aren't they? Is that right? Yeah,
1: they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. You I get never that picked that also confirmed from the sword. Because um, he makes out he sold he sold um, his his Hanzo sword that Bill gave him, and when he get when he gets the sword out, it's to um, to my brother Bud, the only man I've ever loved, or something. It says on the sword, doesn't it? Yeah, later that's on, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which kind of can but yeah? Because I wasn't too sure at first as well. The first time I watched it, no, so. they're so opposite to each other, aren't they? Yeah, definitely. And it's
2: because. Bill, and it's interesting what happens kind of later on. I mean, obviously, this is going to be spoiler, like every single podcast we do. But what happens to Bud by, in the, by the hands of um, Daryl Hannah, that I was really surprised that happened, bearing in mind of her allegiance to Bill, the fact that she sets up Bud and, obviously, we'll talk about it in greater detail, kills um, Bud, which I was surprised when I kind of, from watching this, only yesterday... That they're actual brothers. I never realised that, and all the viewings I've had, I didn't realise that. Even though, as you said, it's written on the sword. Christ knows why I didn't. That didn't drop. <laughs> it's fucking unbelievable. When you think we've been doing this for so long, but
5: attention and, to detail. <laughs> I know it's fucking
2: terrible, isn't it? It really is. Especially the amount of things I write down, and all the notes that I do. That that must have just skipped by me in this, but. We learn to kind of, we go into detail, but like we do in every single character. And I like Bud. I think it plays out so well. He works in this um, strip club that no one goes to. The owner is so sleazy. He's a stereotypical trope of a dirty, sleazy owner who's doing lines. And even though Bud's bottom of the barrel, he still just hates this guy. And he just can't stand him. And And he treats Bud like shit when he goes through his shifts and he talks about when he's working my point is
0: i'm the bouncer and there ain't nobody out there to bounce you're saying that the reason that you're not doing the job that i'm paying you to do is that you don't have a job to do no is that what you're saying what are you trying to convince me of exactly? That you're as useless as an asshole right here? Well, guess what, buddy. I think you just fucking convinced me.
5: He lives in a shitty caravan or static home thing in the middle of a old what looks like an old abandoned quarry. He's drinking out of a, a you know a tin. Um. And all this—he's, you know, all the money he's obviously made from killing people—he's just broke. So he needs the job. So I think he just takes it because he has to. He hates it, but he just has to.
2: But I'm surprised—he yeah. takes so much, doesn't he? The, the way the guy talks to him. Yeah, but,
4: what but is, else it,
1: is it? He is, it do? is it? But then. When Bill talks to him just before he goes to work, you've got him as, as Neil quite nicely described the, the way he's living, and then and then behind Bill in the shot you've got Bill's very Italian, quite expensive looking car. Oh, it's and beautiful. I think, yeah, and I think that that's an immediate comparison between between the the two brothers. The way we feel about Bill, how scary he is, and this guy we can't take quite quite seriously. He does. And Sound does to a point subvert so expectations for a bit later. Um oh also, when he does when he when he does go to the strip joint, you've got um in the car park is a uh, Butchery's Honda Civic from Pulp Fiction. Seriously. Is it really? Yeah.
5: Oh mm-hmm. what, what a brilliant little That I know. is Smith. awesome. That, I love that. That's sick. that is wicked.
2: So I, ne- I just never mind you it's not gonna surprise you after my last one that I never see detail no. like that. No <laughs> Jesus. But but it's just such a contrast. I mean, he gets torn a new one by this owner. When you think the people, who, how many people I imagine Bud has killed is, is considerable. But I just don't understand why he hangs around here, cleans out the toilets when they're just blocked up with shit <laughs> and doesn't move on somewhere else. Or there's got to be some reason why Bill won't bail out or help his brother anymore unless he has done in the past and he just spunked it all away i don't know
5: well he said they hate each other don't they but he wants him to work with him so he doesn't get murdered by beatrix kiddo yeah but you know he doesn't want help does he but bud doesn't want any help he just wants to get on and do his own thing and clearly he's stopped killing people and
2: yeah Yeah, he he must be well out of shape and not killing people. But he's still got that bit about him because when he goes back to his caravan after working at the strip club, he's got that sixth sense that he knows someone's out there. He knows that Uma Thurman is watching him. And I like that about him because it, it kind of puts you as the audience right back to remember that he is a killer. He is an assassin, even though he's a lazy bum he is an assassin and he knows that he's being watched
5: yeah but he he's ready for it. it he he hasn't lost it he just doesn't do it anymore and he he i think he probably just enjoys this life of solitude drinking what that stupid thing that he makes up himself chewing chewing tobacco, chewing tobacco yeah. and basically you know working in a city bar Yeah, he hates the guy and he just but he, you know it's the life he's chosen
2: End of the day, works in a tea bar. What else do you need? (laughs) Exactly, you know. Exactly, yeah, I know what you mean. were you were you surprised of the ease that Uma Thurman got? I mean, she kicks down the door with the sword. He's waiting there, and he's got the shotgun filled with salt, rock salt, and he shoots her with a shotgun, which is a terrific scene. It looks visually brilliant. She goes flying back. But were you surprised with the ease that she managed to get captured? Too cocky, yeah, I think. You think it was cockiness? What about yourself, Jay?
1: Yeah, I think it was, she was being too cocky, but I thought it was brilliant, brilliant writing because, as I mentioned, subverting our expectations, and this is the way to do it. Um, you know, no, not this fucking shit in the Last Jedi. I thought, I thought this way was the, the way to do it. We're expecting, we're expecting him to be a, be easy. He's a bum. He used to be really good. Look how far this guy's fallen. But he's kind of like still got it a bit, and he's got one up on the braid. And he even looked up, didn't he? He he was suspect. It's almost as if the shots we got before he entered into his little um caravan, he was. Um, Quentin Tarantino, I think, was telling us he knows something's up. He knows something's not right. Cause he's looking in the quarry, looking, looking way ahead on the horizon, then gets in. So he kind of, I felt he knew something was, was going on.
2: Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. He knew that she was out there and he's been one of the only ones who, and it's been said in the past of that. They deserve like t- to kind of get taken out. She does deserve to have a revenge of everything they've thrown at her. Mm-hmm. And that said at the last of the end of the last film or the first film, rather, um, so he's pretty realistic mm. as to the shit hand that they all gave um, Beatrice Kiddo. And he is fully expecting it. And I think you're right. I think it's her cockiness due to the fact that he is so out of shape and doesn't come across as being someone who's on his game. But he clearly is. And I, that it fooled me. And I was really surprised when she got shot because I thought, well, she's got a brick vest on. And I thought, well, she's not, clearly. And what's going to happen to her? But it's. Fucking terrifying. It's one of the worst deaths. What they do. Being buried alive. I, I can't imagine a-, a more horrible I mean, obviously shark fire and stuff like that, but it's an awful way to die, isn't it?
4: Shark fire.
2: I'll tell you what, yeah. yeah. Two together. Shark fire. Or a fire of a shark.
1: <laughs> yeah, Eating shark you, shark <laughs> on
2: fire. Yeah.
1: Anything. I'll tell you what i tell you what was what was horrible about that scene is when watching it in the cinema, you've got all that surround sound, so you can hear the earth fall, all mm-hmm. around you. You can hear it breathing. The cinema's completely black, and it's like, oh my god! It, you're almost feeling quite. You're almost feeling claustrophobic yourself. It was really, really well done. Um, the, that and it, as you said, this is a nightmare, isn't it? I mean, that can give you sleepless nights thinking about it too much.
2: Exactly. I, and he, I he think calls... he's the well, most mate,
1: sadistic, isn't he?
5: Out do you think so? I, I think I
2: so. Think that L Driver is
3: pretty. Yeah, I think she, she's a real...
5: She's greedy and conniving in what she does and the fact that she's quite happy to kill people in a dishonest way, as we explore later. But this guy shoots her in the tits with rock salt, buries her alive. Before she buries her here alive, he threatens to burn her eyes out with mace, so she's then buried alive... Blind. <laughs> blind and in agony. And... You know, he I think he is the he's just the most sadistic at all. He, he's the sickest. In the sense he okay. doesn't care. He just what, doesn't care at all. What do you think, Jay? Who who would you pick?
1: Yeah, I think he is sadist, sadistic in a completely different way to El to to um l Because he the death he's given is really horrible. At least El was gonna poison her, albeit that's a bit sucky. But then she also kind of does it on 180 and said she doesn't deserve the death being buried in a grave like that. You know, she's like a warrior, etc. Um, and, and I think even she recognised that, that was she didn't deserve that death. But he did it because he um, explains to her, doesn't he? he, basically wants to get back and really hurt her because of what she did to um, his brother, his older brother. He feels that he completely, she completely ruined the older brother. And he even mentioned, I think, at one point that he did warn Bill about her. Yeah. About, Bill about her except Mm. I think he he does kind of in a way still love his brother he wants to hurt him but hey he kept the Hanzo sword albeit he lied about it so he does care about his brother a lot more than I think he gives Bill credit for and we see that I think later on in the audience but uh, you know finally with the fact that he did keep that Hanzo sword
2: yeah definitely and he makes that call to El Driver to say that basically who he's got captured
0: Bill wrong brother you hateful bitch but. bingo and to what do i owe this dubious pleasure i just caught me the cowgirl ain't never been caught did you kill her well not yet i ain't i shot her full of rock salt she's so gentle right now i could perform her coup de grace with a rock anywho guess what i'm holding in my hand right now what a brand spanking new Atari hanzo sword and i'm here to tell you how. that's what i call sharp how much and offers
2: the sale of the hanzo sword which pisses um l driver off because a he promised he'd never do what never make another sword again he gave a blood oath and he, he made a sword for someone who she clearly despises. And I like that conversation between um, Bud and L Driver. I, I think you, you definitely get a sense of the hatred from, especially from l Driver towards Uma Thurman, of just how much she wants her dead, and how much she wants her to pay yeah. as well. But yeah, I mean, looking at it, it this is a, a sick way to go. But also Uma Thurman's character She's got every right. She's got her own agenda, but she's equally as nasty in this as the way she takes people out. So I think it'll be an interesting kind of debate of who is the most evil in this and who is the most nasty. I don't know. You could go several ways, couldn't you?
5: Yeah, you could. It's, it's all different people's opinion, isn't it? It's just she's doing it because of the fact she's trying to kill all the people that she believes has killed her daughter and try to murder her and everything else. Whereas he's, you know, he's pissed off with her because he's broken his, her, his brother's heart, so he decides to fucking bury her alive. At no point does mm. she bury anyone alive. She, all right, she chops people's arms off and stuff like that. Get me wrong. Bang out of order.
4: But, <laughs> bang out of order. <laughs> <laughs>
5: but, you know, still, not burying you alive. Is, is that bit what you'd much, say? You'd much.
2: get to chastise someone who did it. You're back out of order for doing that. Now, yeah. on you go.
5: Mate, come on. No more <laughs> of that arm chopping. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but yeah, and from her being kind of buried in the uh, in this grave, that, as you say, he does threaten to, to burn her eyes and all sorts of things. I'm glad that they left it as she's been buried. I'm glad they didn't go above and beyond of brutality to kind of to start sexually assaulting because i think they lose the audience doing something like that wouldn't they Or yeah, possibly they're not. not. That, I don't know.
5: They're, they're not that type of people though are they they're horrible in the sense of they will kill people and torture people but i don't think they're into they're still what they would call people of honor in the sense of they are hired to kill people not do stuff like that so yeah. I'm pleased it didn't go down that route because it would ruin the whole all of their characters really, wouldn't it?
2: Oh, completely, completely. And then you get the flashback of more of remembering Little Britain where they're sitting round a fire. Bill's got one of the biggest flutes known to man. It's about six foot long. <laughs> and he talks about the legend of Pie May. And you can tell at this part that Uma Thurman really does love um Bill. And it, it oh, seems yeah. to be kind of more one way than kind of uh they're both in love with each other doesn't it or am i wrong on that front i don't
5: know uh it does look that way but i think he probably is in love with her he just doesn't show it in the same way that she does she's clearly besotted by him obviously all his knowledge and what he does and everything and his name is the snake charmer after all oh is it yeah that's his they've all got their names haven't they yeah, Black Mamba and stuff like that. His title is the Snake Charmer.
2: I didn't know whether that was to do with the the size of his flute. Potentially, than...
5: <laughs> potentially, to be
2: wow.
5: fair. Yeah. Pied
2: Piper, <laughs> he would know. have named himself that, surely. What would your name be, James? I know your wrestling name is the Stallion. <laughs> what would your, your real name be? Would you stay with the Stallion? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. And what would your weapon of choice be? <laughs> My weapon, I, I've, I've got, I've got, I've got two my guns.
1: It would be, it would be an inhaler or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> man, I've, I've got, I've got five seconds in me. If it doesn't end now, I'm in trouble. <laughs> exactly. You can go <laughs> flat honest. out
2: beyond any
1: man for five seconds. After that. That would be my secret <laughs> power. Yeah. After five second man. Fodder. <laughs> it's a good five sec. Yeah. It's a good five seconds, but that's it. That'd be my superhero name. Cannon fodder. I like that. Very good. <laughs> oh, I like that.
2: <laughs> then we um, go to uh, Pai Mei. <laughs> I love Pai Mei. What a character. Absolutely. Over the top, mysterious, magical, <laughs> kung fu wizard. Uh, the way he flicks his white beard when he talks and he's clearly given bill a kick in or they've her yeah. a fight when he goes up those like every kind of place there's long stairs that go up and we don't see the top of it when he's talking to him with Thurman, and he's fully aware everyone has been through Pye may and been trained and he even points out what a nasty bastard he is doesn't he and i like the yeah. fact that he does that
5: I like the fact that she says, oh, how long is it going to take for him to warm up to you? He's like, well, you're a woman. He doesn't like them. Doesn't like Caucasians. Uh, hates Americans. So probably about three years. <laughs> Her face is like, what? What?
0: When will I see you again? That's the title of my favorite soul song of the 70s. What? Nothing. When he tells me you're done.
4: When do you think that might be?
0: That, my dearest, depends entirely on you. Now remember, no sarcasm, no backtalk. At least not for the first year or so. You're going to have to let him warm up to you. He hates Caucasians, despises Americans, and has nothing but contempt
1: for women. <laughs> three, three years?
0: but <laughs> it's so true.
1: But it is good though, because it can't. It kind of, I mean, even the years thing you mentioned with Arpena, but it does then, when you think about it, show, okay, if it's that many years, I completely accept the fact that she is that good, if that makes sense, you know, because mm. of all those years she's trained under this gun. And, and, and interesting, he's actually, as we mentioned, he's based on obviously the martial arts in the past, and the Shaolin, but Pai Mei um, is is the Pai Maze, as in like the, the people, is actually based on a historical. An, an alleged historical figure called Buckme, um, meaning I think white eyebrows, and he's said to have a large influence for the demise of the Shaolin during the, I don't know when it was, but um, a long time ago obviously, so, wow. so that character is actually based on what we presume to be a real life person Oh wow,
5: mm, that's yeah. cool,
1: that that's the attention cool, to
5: detail though isn't it, that is yeah. the attention to detail that Quentin goes into you know, absolutely he, he will do that kind of research and stuff i love yeah.
1: it it's and interestingly the the actor that played paime in this a lot of the time back in the the older kung fu films we we're talking about um fought against him in many of the films fought against Pime you know the character of paime
2: yeah he's done so many films mm, yeah. have you seen all, all his oh, library of, of films it? it's incredible yeah i've not seen any myself but I wouldn't mind going back and watching them because there are just so many films. But he looks just so over the top. His eyebrows are so bushy, his beard's bushy. Yeah. <laughs> and when he's belittling her and he's flicking his beard, it, it just it's such a good character. And she's so stubborn and strong. And first impressions, obviously, count in anything you do. And her first impressions, the way she changes of... She's a typical arrogant American. That's the picture has been painted by Bill and he believes in. And that sword fight, she gives it a go, but she gets her ass kicked. <laughs> and even when she kicks him in the bollocks, but he there's no pain. And that he kind of just moves his legs and throws her about six foot. Oh,
1: I'm, hey, so, uh, uh, some people have that he's meant to be a eunuch. Oh, that would explain it then, wouldn't oh, it? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. um, I know. I know. As, as you says I also love the fact that the way he throws the sword and it lands perfectly, back, back yeah. in its place. That's, yeah, it's that's so back, isn't but... it?
5: To the old <laughs> martial art films, which is what this is, isn't it? It's a sort of western. Yes. Paul, you yeah, must who, have hated yeah. this
2: with the noises and sound effects. You must have hated it. Ah,
3: oh, I, yeah, that that was a section of the the film that I just didn't really gel with at all. And Seriously, I know, you, yeah, I know you guys are far more well versed with these films, and than... no, I'm just a mere. A viewer, but um, yeah, I don't know. I
5: thought you are going to
3: say voyeur then. Voyeur, uh, yeah, yeah, well as well. <laughs> I just didn't. Yeah, I, he annoyed me like just the whole dialogue as well. Just really wound me up. And I know I I get where where Tarantino is coming from, and I do get the whole idea of the film and etc. But it just it was something that I just had this urge. And I know you're going to hate me for this, just to skip through. Because it's they, are just a dialogue, and like even when she's trying to, you know, he's he's absolutely rinsed her, and she's trying to eat the the rice with the with the with the chopsticks, and you know she can't eat this, so she puts them aside and tries to eat, hand, eat with her hands, and he says, you know, if you want to eat like that, you know, be treated like a dog. It's just, I don't know, just his character just wowed me up, and it just, yeah, oh didn't really, I'm did not really enjoy sorry. that bit whatsoever.
5: I loved it oh dearie did me. you really yeah i absolutely loved it i loved yeah. his character i like the fact that it is almost a homage and a piss take of mm. the old school martial arts films because that's how i you're right months. i saw that yeah i did get that i did get that and
3: um but his, yeah I just... yeah
5: and the fact that he is so arrogant and he can be arrogant because the legend is he went because someone didn't reply yeah. to his nod he wiped out a whole load of showlin monks And, you know, he's trying to teach her that you have to do things the right way and you can't just give up. So her dropping the chopsticks and trying to eat with her hands, he's like, no, you might hurt, but you will do things the right way sort of thing. And I liked his character. He's just funny, completely over the top. I completely get it. And I can understand why you might struggle with it. Yeah, That's the whole point. I think that is what he was trying to do. He was trying to sort of... Take the piss a little bit,
3: Mm. push her a bit. You
5: mean? Well, I think Quentin was taking the piss out of made out of his character. Gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was just to show she is the way she is because she's been trained Mm. by someone that won't let you quit. Yeah, that's why she isn't quitting and killing all these people. And And those zoom in and zoom out, zoom out shots they did that
3: reminded me of the old Japanese. Uh, the old, the old movies, and also like I said before, initially the. It um, uh, so was also, monkey, wasn't it? The, yeah, and I used to love that as a kid. But it was, it was like zoom in, zoom out so quickly, you know. So, but what it did remind me of actually was, um, it reminded me to get my ear, uh, my ear razor out for my eyebrows. <laughs> 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 yeah. so a, I do want, I do want to be um, sporting my Michael Hesse time Eyebrows. So anyway,
2: uh, mate, we got serious problems. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't
3: <laughs> that. It wasn't that far ahead, but um, yeah, I thought yeah, I need to put it on charge again. Yeah, <laughs> Jay, what did you think of <laughs> pie mate?
2: Did you think he was over the top or, or
1: enough? Yeah, not enough? Was, what did you think? I think I, th- I think he got it for me. He got it just right. It's one. It's one of my favourite scenes in the whole film. It's, it's almost like the opposite to Paul. It's weird, isn't it? How people can see things differently. Um. I really we enjoyed. do this. Yeah, it was, once again, kind of a bit pantomimey, but I accepted that because the way the first film was and the, and, and the second one, and I thought it was a lovely homage. It was absolutely brilliant. I Secretly, we left Jaime kind of wanted, for me, I wanted more, which is good in a way because he didn't outstay his welcome in the film. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, well I, I completely agree as well. Yeah, I, I thought it was a real nod back to the -the over-the-top origin stories of the disciple becoming a genius and what they have to go through the hardships and looking at Uma Thurman of of the weight loss the different in her physique and how she looks she clearly works so hard and trains so hard for this Mm because she's you doing weapons she's doing kind of like a tiger claw and just different moves and she looks amazing and, and I think it's it's obviously you can't really say the word believable, but I think you appreciate it more when these actors do actually go through this training and do it. And she looks ripped like Linda Hamilton in Terminator 2. But she obviously did that training, which we know and it kind of, it makes it more believable and it's a better journey when these people, when she's carrying that buckets of water up that hill, she's yeah. so skinny, isn't she?
5: Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't like you're right. Stuart, it does make it completely believable because she's just stayed the same weight the whole way through, then she's clearly not training, is she? It's just, no. you know. So, yeah, no, I like
2: it. Yeah, I think it's a fucking <clears> awesome <throat> character. And from there, where she's punching through the wood, and they teach her to do it kind of in short bursts, obviously that's what led to the flashback to Pi and May, and kind of a totally unbelievable and over the top, which is films that are, which makes them so enjoyable, that she punches herself out of the coffin, through about six foot of earth and I think it's so funny when she escapes and she comes out through that grave and she's walking across the road with that trail of dust behind her just looking like a zombie and the look on that guy's <laughs> face from the coffee shop is just in disbelief of Uma Thurman just sits there and just has a cup of coffee but it's brilliant it's over
5: the top which
2: makes it so brilliant isn't it yes
5: yeah. That's the whole thing, isn't it, these films? Like you say, Stuart, it's over the top. It's funny. It, you've got to laugh at it, haven't you? Because what would you do if you just escaped a grave? You'd probably go down the pub, wouldn't you? Have a pint, something like that. I think to, I'd do a podcast you know, about it. Yeah?
2: <laughs> Have a shower.
5: <laughs> we all do different things. I'd probably go, just give me a pint of beer, for fuck's sake. I've just been buried alive. <laughs> you know?
2: It would be nice. Yeah. But then we get, she goes back to Bud and... Uh, Budsworth L, and she's there to buy the Hanzo sword. Uh, I really, really like this scene. I think it plays out well. And the action in number two compared to number one, bearing in mind that it's like the grand finale, it's surprising how enjoyable it is, but how lacking in action compared to the first one, and
3: it still manages to work. I mean, But really you only care about it. You, you, you've got such a small space to work in. Like it's, there's only limited amount of action you can have, isn't there? But it works so well. I love this scene.
5: It's it's an action-packed yeah. scene. It's just this this film is very different to the first one in the sense of, like you say, she the first one is complete carnage, especially you know, a good third of it where she's fighting the crazy eight and eight and everyone like that. And this one is very much just hunt and kill down the rest, isn't it? But it is done in a very different way. yeah it's dialogue heavy this one isn't it yeah
1: yeah
2: but this is your favorite one though jay isn't it
1: no actually um i like them i was gonna save it till till the end i like them both the same if i'm honest this is a bit of a giveaway but what's weird is i can watch the set i can watch the first one again and again this one i couldn't (sighs) watch again and again even though i like them just as much i think the first one i think is more entertaining this one is more akin almost to a classic tarantino film because it's got a lot more of the dialogue in it that we kind of expect particularly towards the end between bill and um mm. and, and beatrix and kind of at the beginning when they were having it feels like a lot more like a tarantino film and uh there is a lot less action in it but i do like them for different reasons just as much but yeah
2: I I'm. am pretty confident I have got recorded that the second one is your favourite one.
1: I don't know. Well then, I must have lied. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, yeah, maybe I lied because cause after watching this one again, I would like both. But um, I would I can watch the first one like once a couple of times a year. This one probably like once a year. The other one I can watch two three times a year and not get bored, even though I think they're both really good films. I couldn't watch them again. It's terrible, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, no, no, it's I good, know. Bad, isn't it? I it, like yeah. the same film. I and mean, yeah. you know, if it was like a Tarantino wank fest, it'd be a boring podcast, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> Are you trying yeah. to
2: say last week's was boring?
1: <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't.
2: But yeah. So Bud goes to, or Elle goes to meet Bud, and she got a million dollars to buy the Hanzo sword. Um, that's what she wants. And when they're talking, that. You don't get the sense that she's pissed off about anything in particular that she's there just for the sword, and she. I find it really interesting decision that she made. She kind of killed Bud. She had a what they call uh, what, there's a black mamba in the suitcase. Black mamba. Yeah, but the black mamba it, it kind of went out like a cobra first of all,
3: which was it did. Yeah,
2: which was black mambas odd. don't do that. They will rise to about four foot in the air, but they don't fan out like a cobra. But what do you think she killed Bud and to everyone because of the the horrible death and the undignified death that he gave um, Uma Thurman, or was it because she just didn't like him and wanted to keep the money? What was her agenda? The fact that she did kill Bill's brother. I
3: I thought that she wanted to kill her. I thought she wanted that ultimate pleasure of killing her. So she got she got rid of him.
5: Um. yeah no, I think it's the case of that she's never liked Buck anyway or Bud sorry and she didn't want to give him the money and wanted the sword and she is sadistic in herself and the fact that she poisons him with the snake and then just reads to him about how he's going to die <laughs> and everything else like <laughs> that, that was, great.
3: was yeah. absolutely yeah.
5: brilliant but I think her motive is she's just evil you know she's quite happy to poison people in the hospital and she's quite happy to, rather than have a fair fight or have a fight with someone, she's like, oh, I'll put a snake in there because I'm going to kill him anyway. And I'm not giving him a million dollars
1: and all this sort of stuff.
5: She well, yeah. What do you tools. think, Jay?
1: I think, um, yeah, she, she was annoyed that he, um, he killed her. Because interestingly, obviously, she comes prepared with a view of killing him. And then on the phone to Bill, she kind of intimates that she's the one that did it, not the mm. brother. If you make, you know, so she gets yeah. the credit for it, which kind of proves like Neil's, Neil's point. No, I, completely. I thought, I, I, go on, mate.
3: No, I, th- I thought that um, she was pissed at the fact that she didn't get the opportunity to kill her. Yeah. But, d- question for you guys Did you, when he was going through the money, did any of you, because I, I, I certainly did, did you think there would be some kind of booby trap in there? I didn't know it would be a snake, but did you think there would be, be some kind of booby trap in there at all? when you first yeah, saw Yeah,
2: look on her face gave that away, didn't it? Right. And she was yeah. waiting for a reaction when he started counting the money. But I do yeah. like the fact that she's taken time out to write four pages of notes. It was great, I yeah. loved it. Of and you can read it in those... her
3: handwriting as well. She played it
2: yeah. so well. It's absolutely brilliant. She's and she's loving every second reading out how the neurotoxin mm. will mm. come and kill you and how much toxin is in his body. It's... Oh she does it so well doesn't she? It's yeah, yeah. I love this. It's so sick and sadistic. Yeah,
5: she does play her character very well doesn't she? Mm. She's very believable in this just completely she's nasty isn't she? She's just horrible. She's a horrible person. But she's only be. yeah, she's <laughs> only interested in Bill. She just wants to make Bill happy. Yeah. And I think she probably hates Beatrix because of the fact that she he chose her over over herself, so to speak.
2: And that's yeah, probably, I, you know, I think that's the spot on. That. I think they've all got their own agendas, haven't they, mm. in this as to why they want certain people dead. And I think you're right, Neil. I think that there is that level of jealousy there. And that's kind of shown in a hospital when she was just about to kill her and Bill said, stop, bought the mission. Uh, mm. um, abort the mission. And she sulks like a child. And that, <laughs> I think she felt that she could take her out and kill her, and she hated Bud, because he was a lazy slob. Yes. So, yeah, the mixture of all of them. But the fight between these two, because they've been trained um, by May, it's a pioneer ve- a it's a good fight. It's a similar fight, and in such a small area, and they both beat shit out of each other, don't they? Oh, it's
5: brilliant. It's fantastic. It was a great, it? Se- yeah, great scene. The amount of times they kick each other in the genitals is hilarious <laughs> as well it's, yeah. it made me laugh it really did the amount of crotch shots they did and but it, it was funny it was it was but it was very well played because yeah. they really evenly matched even at one point they both kick each other exactly the same don't they
0: yeah but at the same yeah. time
5: and stuff and yeah very evil fighting you know they both blatantly and they just want to kill each other but it's brilliant excellent choreography. yeah
2: and i think it was good that it wasn't like a, a karate fight. That it was mm. just a free-for-all fight that you'd have in the street when you're all pissed up and you're just going for it and you do whatever it takes to win. <laughs> yes, And it was more effective that way rather than them two having a nice, tidy karate fight that they have been taught.
3: yeah, Did you wonder no, what no, that snake no. was, yeah. though? Because at that's some true. point, yeah. Yeah, I always thought talking to myself, at some point that snake's coming back. But obviously it never showed its head again, so... But um, yeah, I thought who's going to get the who's going to get bitten by the snake? But obviously no one did. So.
5: Now I did wonder when I first saw this whether while mm. they were rolling around on the floor, maybe that Elle would maybe be bitten by her own snake or That's something what like I thought. that. Yeah, yeah. But it never came to pass. But when she got she her head so dumped down, oh, Buck's toilet. Just, oh my god. Justin,
3: that was great. Yeah, oh. that was so good. Who would put their show. head, oh. head in <laughs> A face, a face full of chewing tobacco as well. Yeah.
2: Uh, <coughs> Do you, you think how many times Bud has wrecked that toilet after his night? Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> he's Wrecking Ralph every night on that toilet and I doubt if he'd clean it ever. No, he doesn't look like yeah. a clean person, does he? Let's be <laughs> fair. <laughs> he doesn't. And the taking of the eye. Mm. I think that's brilliant obviously that was so funny it's just it's so good for those who haven't seen this watch the film you realize that Elle's only got one eye and the good eye she's got um uma therma just plucks it out and oh, the reaction as well is great from <laughs> um l driver isn't it the fact that she freaks yeah. out and it's exactly what Pie may did to her and before that happens i think what kind of they Do it is her undoing, like they do in a lot of films. They tell the person who's equally as deadly something that really winds them up, it's going to make them so angry. That um, it was Pai May who took out um, L Driver's eye after she back chatted Pai May, oh. and then she got Pai May back. And that she does with everyone poison the old git, and she has great pleasure fish in telling that, yeah, with the fish head. And she gets her back by plucking out the only good eye that L driver's got. And she freaks the hell out, doesn't she? It's brilliant. It's like, it's like
3: someone's wound her right up, like right to the point that she's going to break. And then you just watch her unwind in that bathroom. <laughs> but yeah. It's almost comical, just like watching her spin around the bathroom. Just Yeah, I
5: was laughing at that. It was, but, probably shouldn't have done, but yeah. It's, you can imagine that's how you would react, though, isn't it? You have one eye. Yeah. You know, so you're already, you know partially sighted <coughs> obviously and then to have that plucked from you in the middle of the fucking desert with a snake minging about you know doing his yeah. thing you've got no way of getting anywhere have you oh yeah.
2: god no it's terrifying isn't it, it? That,
5: yeah.
2: yeah and why didn't she take the money Uma Thurman I thought she'd take that case of yeah. money but she didn't yeah. take that million dollars <coughs> why do you think that
3: is it's not interested wasn't there for the money was she
4: no,
3: she's not interested in the money
4: she could go back
1: yeah, to it. She could at, at the point at the moment she's got nothing to lose. She thinks her daughter is dead, and she's killing everyone that killed that tried to kill her and her daughter. Had she known yeah. about the daughter, she may have taken it. Maybe you know mm. that's what I figured.
2: Yeah, yeah. and who yeah. Was, when she's on her travels next, and she goes and sees this kind of Spanish guy who clearly prostitutes women out who's very savage. You learn that by one of the women who's there who looks like she's been beaten up and bit of over. It lips was missing. apparently
1: filled in a brothel street that bit.
2: Oh was it really? Alleg-
1: allegedly with um <laughs> and the extras were part of that brothel, allegedly. Because I don't know how to do that. Is, blimey, that is quite yes. interesting. He looks yeah. very sinister.
2: The way he talks is very evil that women are mm. just objects to him. And yes. again that's just like Bill. The way Bill talks very softly and that it's but he manages to hold a threatening tone. This guy is the same, but what part did this
5: guy play in the story? Well, she, he just knew where Bill was because he was like a son to him. So she knew that she, she knew that he knew where Bill would be. So that's the only reason he's in this. And he is sadistic. And you can see that how much hatred she has for him and how he treats women on her face. I think it's, the scene's very yeah. nice. It's it's a horrible scene, but it's very well done. But yeah, it was an interesting one, wasn't it? The fact that he was just sort of put in there, but it's a nice way to link to. She has no freaking idea where Bill is because no one's actually told her where Bill is at this point. They, no. she's used uh, the other character from the first one to give Bill a message, but other than but no one's actually told him told her where he is. So it was a nice link. Put in there that this father figure is clearly a sadistic bastard. will know who he is. But it was quite strange. She said, "He goes, do you know why I'm helping you?" And she's like, "No." And he goes, "Because Bill would want me to."
2: It's really weird, isn't it? It is. But I guess Bill does want to
5: see her again, but on his terms. I guess. And they are
2: on his terms, and it's weird because the last 48 minutes of this film is at Bill's home address. And the I was really surprised when I first watched this. I have to say, I, I know looking back and now watching it again, it's quite predictable. But I was really surprised when she goes in to kill Bill that, that her daughter is there and he's raised mm-hmm. his daughter and her daughter <coughs> all the time about her knowing. That was a real surprise to me. And looking back at it now, I should have kind of expected it knowing the way this film goes. I, what did you guys
5: think?
3: Yeah, I didn't expect
5: that at all. No. Well, you didn't? No. No, not at all, no. No, it was a complete twist, wasn't it? Yeah. And like you it's say, it wasn't too. expected. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, and They're, I think Uma Thurman clever.
2: plays it well. Her reaction oh, yeah. is spot on, isn't it? Yeah, of yeah, Absolute horror and happiness at the same time that yeah, she's been robbed of her life, this time with her daughter, who's, I don't know how old she's meant to be.
5: Must be about four.
2: Three, four, yeah. She was in, yeah. she four, was in a coma yeah. for four years, wasn't
5: she? So four, she obviously... Yeah, yeah but, that's true, yeah. So, yeah, must
2: be around that age. But it shows what a bastard he is, doesn't it? That he's done this and his reaction, he knows the pain that Uma Thurman's going through, which is just so apparent on her face and done so well, that Bill doesn't apologise at this time and plays along. They're playing. She's got like a water pistol and he's saying, oh, you've been shot. You've got to roll over. You're dead. And bless her, she does roll it like she does go along with it. But he's so callous. And this is where, for me, you see the evil side of Bill. This reaction and what he's putting
1: her through is so evil. It is. But it's weird, isn't it? Yes, he is so evil. But at the same time, you can see that he does love his daughter throughout this. And he appears to be, from the point of being a father to her, very good if that makes any sense you know it's really mm. strange he's it, what he's done is absolutely horrible but from the daughter's point of view she absolutely loves him especially when they talk about the insulin with the goldfish etc yeah and he does come across as a as much as you can do for him a loving father so you do for me i did gain a bit of okay that's interesting uh, i liked him but being a good father, yet, as, as what you're saying, Stuart, it's absolutely sadistic of what he did. It was really weird. It was like two sides of the coin bat- battling in my head.
5: It just goes to show you what his
1: character's like, though,
5: isn't it? Because he clearly loves Kiddo, and he loves his daughter. But he's mm. got that side of him where he is, he is a, mur- a sadistic killer, and anyone that wrongs him is going to be dead.
2: Yeah, he's a sociopath completely, yeah, massively. and massively. But yeah, he clearly does love his daughter, uh, and but I found in mean, the story he tells about the the girl getting the fish, the goldfish out and stamping on it, it was a very strange story to tell, and it I couldn't, I don't know how I'd react if one of my kids got the goldfish out, which they've got, and stamped on it. I think there was something wrong with my child and I want to know why he did that but the way Bill was telling it, it was like a perfectly normal thing and a reaction and like a a self-discovery for the daughter as to what happens when you stand on things and I question Bill's upbringing as to what he's turning his daughter or training his daughter to be if he is, I don't know what you got from that story
5: Well, it's yeah, he sees life and death very differently, doesn't he? He just sees it as that because he obviously kills people. He has his entire life and he's trained his, his people to do it. And uh, to him, it was just a lesson for her in relation to this is what happens if you you take a fish out of war and, and you step on it it dies. You know, it's, it, it is odd. It is odd and you would. You're your son or daughter you would turn around and go what the bloody hell did you do that for you know you talk to him about it but he's so calm about death that it's just he's nonchalant isn't he and it mm. is very creepy yeah,
2: yeah. I I found quite it you That's that anyway. right thing to bring up a child <clears throat> about though
5: well he, he sees life differently though doesn't he he doesn't see it the same as we do that's the whole yeah. point he's he's detached from normality in relation to life and death he just sees it as you're alive until you're dead it doesn't yeah but matter. his daughter's
2: going to be brought up like that isn't she oh,
5: definitely It'll be like fucking.
2: she'll kill a dog and go there you go you haven't got a dog anymore and it won't mean anything to her yeah it's a, it's a sadistic way of bringing it up but equally Uma Thurman not that she's in a position to question it because she's just discovered she's got a daughter but she doesn't seem phased about that either really does she but mind you she's an assassin and a killer
5: anyway so (laughs) exactly she he's groomed her to be that way we don't know when she was in got in touch or bill got in touch with her as a youngster and what have you and got her through all this training but she was clearly an impressionable young woman and he's picked her to do that so you know she probably she's has slightly different views because obviously it's her daughter and it's all very, must be extremely emotional for her. But, you know, she doesn't care once she's killed people,
2: does she? No. At four years old, she's watching like Sonny Sheba films yeah. where they cut people <laughs> up into little bits. Where So, yeah, I don't think she's shy on the, the killing front of what people are doing, which no. is is quite good. And but when they come back and she kind of lies down with her daughter and her daughter falls asleep, and she's kind of at, at peace that she's got a daughter. But I, that ramps up the hatred towards Bill. And I wonder, I couldn't work out how this was going to play out. Because I thought it can't be a case of they have a fight and everything's destroyed. Because the daughter will wake up. This mm. had to happen without the daughter being awake. And I didn't expect <laughs> him to shoot her in the leg with like truth serum. That was really unexpected. Well he fired off two
3: rounds. I thought that because he shot the, what was it, a melon or something in the fruit bowl for a start. He shot yeah. something the TV, in the fruit bowl as well. Well that's gonna yeah, in the T V, yeah. That's gonna wake the door up in the first place,
5: but it didn't. You know, that's but, true. That is a slight plot hole, isn't it? But yeah, the truth serum bit was it was a good twist, I thought. And the way he explained it as well was very clever.
0: I have a few unanswered questions. So, before this tale bloody revenge reaches its climax i'm going to ask you some questions and i want you to tell me the truth however therein lies a dilemma because when it comes to the subject of me i believe you are truly and utterly incapable of telling the truth especially to me and least of all to yourself and when it comes to the subject of me I am truly and utterly incapable of believing anything you say.
5: The sense that yeah. he could never believe anything she said, and he is, hasn't got the ability to think that she could ever tell the truth anyway. So whatever she says, he's never going to believe, because of his own downfalls and how he feels about and what, how she feels about him. So I thought it was, I thought it was clever.
2: Oh yeah, I thought it was explained really well when it was yes when you kind of got all these mystic martial arts and suddenly he's firing truth serum into her. It's you're you're taking a completely different road, and the conversation between both of them is good. And he knows that she's gonna he her intention is just to kill her, and you get that flash away a break from this where you get the assassin coming through the the door when she discovers that she's pregnant. And I love the way you're taken out of this scene between her and Bill, Mm. brought Mm. into this hotel room, and you've got the code between both of these killers that she says, look at this pregnancy test, I've just discovered I'm gonna be a mum. And I think it's great that this other assassin who's clearly vicious, who wants to kill her, then just backs down and leaves and when she leaves, she says something like "good luck with your pregnancy" or something yeah. like that. It's really weird and random, but I like the code between these. It's very kind of John Wick, which obviously a favourite of James. Especially
1: I like week John Wick. It's not, the, yeah, it's not John Wick two. John Wick one and three. It's very John Wick one and three.
3: Every week, every week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, it's like an OCD.
1: Yeah it is, I've got a problem, I've got a problem.
3: <laughs> Sorry guys. One and three,
1: not, two, not one and sure
3: three, one. Not one, number three two.
2: one and three. Exactly. And how did you I mean the way to kind of round this up is that they do go to have a fight and I think Bill would have kicked her ass in a fight. I honestly do. Would you think it would have gone her way or if they would have had a, a sword fight, a hand to hand fight, do you think Bill would have won?
5: Well it, He's he's getting pissed up though, in just whole bit, isn't he? He's doing shots like there's no tomorrow which I found quite... So I don't know if he
1: would. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he would. Because she. they did kind of have a fight. They very, it almost looked like they were evenly matched in that very few, what, eight, nine seconds until she did the uh, five... Palms exploding, hearts, heart and he heart, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that was and that was almost the difference making between the two. Other than that, they were quite even because the shots that was really good. That was a really interesting, albeit short, what ten seconds, if that, um, that they were hmm. going through be- before she did that, and th- they looked very even, didn't they, up until that point? Yeah.
2: Do you think Bill thought the reaction of the daughter uh, of her discovering she's got a daughter? may win her over and that he didn't expect to die, that he thought that would be enough to get them as a couple. Do you
5: think yes. that was
1: his intention? Yeah. I thought that initially when I first saw it, yeah. yeah. He,
5: I think he knew that it was either going to... He, he knew that she wanted to kill him, but I, he was hoping that she could turn him... He, he could turn around... To being you know we'll mm. be together and everything else like that, and I did it for these reasons. You know who I am and how I mm. you knew I would react in this way and stuff like that. Because he says, "Are you really surprised I did it?" And you know she says, "Yes," but then you can even see in her face, he's like, oh, actually, no. You are a sadistic bastard. You know,
4: yeah,
5: I, I was going to get some sort of reaction. You know, so, but obviously, it was never going to happen on from Kiddo's point of view." at all.
2: No, no. I mean, talking about the fight, I mean, Bill does disarm her. He does manage to get the sword off her, and Ooh. she's only got the sheath of the sword, and that's why she does the the five-finger exploding heart move, which obviously he didn't realise that Pai taught her, and I like his reaction to that. It's as mm. if like, he's never taught anyone, and clearly you are something different. But, I don't know, because Bill did disarm her within yeah. seconds. So, it, it would have been cool. an interesting fight, and I like the acceptance Of the fact he knows that after you've done this move, that after you walk five steps, your heart explodes and you die. That's the whole mystery of this. And I I love the fact that they've got this one move. It's like in when you're playing kind of Tekken and different things like that or Mortal (laughs) Kombat. You've got this move you can do and it will kill them. And I love the fact (laughs) that there's this mysterious move that certain people can do. And it will kill you, no matter what, and you can walk five steps. I loved all of that, or did do you guys like it,
3: or do you think it was too cliche? did you I not think did. it was i liked it but did you not think it was a little bit of an anticlimax, considering the whole the two films were about kill bill so she 's building up this <clears throat> building up the two films for to 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 kill bill and all the action sequences and the previous ones that she 's you know you know been involved with, and the the killing of it just seemed the killing of him just seemed whether it's my I don't know it just seemed so calm and just uneventful
2: really but that's the way it had to be though, wasn't Mm. it because in the brilliant and I forgot to mention it the brilliant kind of speech he gave about Superman
0: Superman didn't become Superman Superman was born Superman when Superman wakes up in the morning he's Superman his alter ego is Clark Kent His outfit with the big red S. That's the blanket he was wrapped in as a baby when the Kents found him. Those are his clothes. What Kent wears, the glasses, the business suit, that's the costume. That's the costume Superman wears to blend in with us. Clark Kent is how Superman views us. And what are the characteristics of Clark Kent? He's weak. He's unsure of himself. He's a coward. Clark Kent is Superman's critique on the whole human race. And
2: with her, she's when she's trying to be a like a, a mum and just a normal person going out. That's when she's in disguise, mm. and that she's really is a killer. And that the, her true colours did come out, and she did kill him because that's who she is. And I think yeah. that's why they didn't need such a fight in the end because he kind of set everything up. They do it brilliantly yeah. visually as well by showing mm. Clark Kent the cartoons, don't they? Yeah. Mm. So that's the impression I got from it. And when he walked away, it, it kind of was another sign of just how powerful um, uh, Beatrice is. So that's what mm. I took from it. What I, I don't know what, um, yeah, Neil and Jay, what you took from it. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed
1: it. Sorry, Jay, again. No, no, I think you, you summed it actually really well. And I'm, I'm glad he mentioned the, the Superman thing, because I really like that analogy he made. And, and and it made me think, of the first time I heard it, it made me think of Superman a completely different way as well. It was like, I, oh, yeah, I hadn't realised that before. That's
5: yeah, yeah. yeah mm. it was nice, wasn't it? The fact that you said that he, Superman sees the human race as mm. sort of a timid, scared, weak, you know, sort of in, individuals in the sense that that's, you know, unsure of themselves and stuff like that i thought because I, i'd never looked at it that way at all you know you think he's just trying to fit in but he is overly sort of timid and shy and all that sort of stuff isn't he the way he yeah portrays. it's brilliant He's
2: yeah. it yeah. so good i'd never thought of that either when you think the amount of times and jay you love superman don't you
1: i know oh, i do Until i saw this yeah he's the best <laughs> pool. he's the best <laughs>
2: yeah but yeah and it ends kind of where they're together. You've got um, Oma Thurman's back with the daughter and it's a, a very kind of cheesy smile that they give each other, like in the end of these films where everything works out really, really well and they're happy. And I, I thought it was brilliant. I, I really enjoyed it. I thought the way they wrapped this film up because it was so much fighting in the first one and for them to have such little action and just to end the film... I thought it was great. They didn't end it on any cliffhanger, did they? There wasn't like, oh, my God, there could be another one. Even though we spoke last week about a possible third film, I, I thought the ending, the way they wrapped it up, was nice and tidy, that I didn't need anything else.
5: No, no, I completely agree. It was nice. You know, she got her daughter back, which was unexpected because we didn't think there was going to be such a, a an event in the film. And, it, yes... It, it's very nicely done, and the, the very end with all the credits, where it shows all the different people, I thought was very clever. Yeah.
3: The, the type font was good as well. I like the type yeah. font. It was very 19, what 1940s maybe. Yeah. But it's always, the credits, it's really nice Western sort Loved of thing, it. Isn't
5: yeah.
4: it? Yeah. 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 It's good
2: as you say. They go through the whole film. They go through Kill Bill one and everything, mm. don't they? Yeah. As if yeah. like uh, a massive. Curtain call. Yeah, where just found. Was, yeah. I, I like that. The whole cast, yeah. and yeah, it's just such an amazing cast. I thought it was so good. I I, I really, really enjoyed this film. It was so good. I mean, I, I'll, I'll go first, I'll give it five out of five. I just no shit bits. I just thought it was a really good, entertaining film and a great second film compared to the first one. To do it without as much action, it could have really bombed. And it just worked for me. I thought it was, again, stylish and just brilliant. I really like this film. I've watched it so many times now it's, since um, we've done Kill Bill last week. I just thought it was cool.
5: Yeah, I, I'd, I'd agree. It's uh, a five from me as well. It's as good as the first one, even though it is different. But it ties up all the little loose ends that were seeded in the first one. If you like about the church and everything else like that, and it brought the other characters into it, and shows, especially with Bud, how he's gone completely downhill from this assassin uh-huh. to a bum working in a titty bar, and everything else like that. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any bad bits. I think my favourite bits probably Pi May. I I love those scenes because it is just such a homage to those old school,
0: you know, um,
5: films back from the 70s and stuff like that where all this I know you hate it Paul but all the stupid noises and everything I just I really enjoyed it Um, yeah no bad bits for me at all I'd recommend it to anyone and I'm glad they did it over two films rather than trying to cram it all into one or pan it out too much and make it over like a trilogy
2: definitely definitely Jay what do you think my friend would you recommend I think you, you, Kill Bill
1: yeah Yeah, I think you guys said all all that needs to be said about it, really, in terms of my opinions, It's a five. I prefer the first one, albeit, you know, I I still give both a five, as in, like, I can watch the first one again and again, more so than this, simply because I like all the fighting. Um, The only negative thing about this film, for me, was... Pai Mei, I don't think, because they built his character up, you know, so why I don't think he would have died from poison by L, which I thought was the only thing I thought okay, I don't really think that would have happened given how you know Pime Pyme's character, which kind of like annoyed me a bit. Not to the point to give, give it anything less. But other than that, I thought it was such a good film.
2: No, that's fair enough. When L poisoned him did she go back to poison him, or did she poison him while she was? No, she must have gone back to poison him. Yeah, which doesn't make sense, does it? Because he is so oh. good. How did she get away with going back no, to do I that? I don't.
1: Yeah, I don't mm. think it's just out, kind of out of his character. It's like it's like someone slipping Luke Skywalker a roofie, isn't it, or something? Just wouldn't happen. No, I think it was during his tra- her training.
2: But, yeah, no, but no, even she, so, but she trained. I, he trained um, uh, Uma Thurman after, didn't he?
5: No, Do we, no, I, we don't. No, we don't know that. I don't we think, don't know that. I think it's it's not said anywhere. I'm pretty sure that she was trained. He was trained her, and she he pissed her off so much in the way he treated her that she lo- obviously lost it. Her eye during her training, and then just one night said, "I'm not fucking doing this shit anymore." And poisoned him. Yeah, but he's so I'm, cocky. Yeah. he wouldn't have thought that anyone would do that to him oh maybe
2: that's that's the impression i got yeah that's interesting because i just took it naturally for granted that they kind of trained in order of like that. uma thurman was last and she was like the newest to the group which is why everyone was like jealous Mm, of her because she was the newest and suddenly bill liked her but yeah we we don't know because there's no timeline so yeah it's interesting we've all taken it differently
1: yeah, I mean that's my only—that's the only negative thing about the film I thought. But it's interesting to see, obviously Paul and Neil's take because I hadn't really thought about yeah. it that way. But yeah, so, so Paul, so, how would you rate go. this film? Then? Oh, sorry, Jamie, you haven't scored it yet. You have, no, you? Oh, you haven't? No, no, five. Love it, love it, better than John Wick two. <laughs> <laughs> Cheeky bastard! I let edit that bit out. I tell you. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, well, how would that, you score? The sport? fact that um, James likes John Wick two. <laughs> he will do one of the yeah. end of this podcast trust me <laughs> nice. make, some more, make some more edits in there um, so for me it was probably uh, 3.75 to a 4 um, and I'm comparing it against n- number 1 um, bearing in mind I've just it's the first time I've seen the pair of the films it, this week um, never seen them before um, yeah it, it was good it was okay um, the best bit, the best bit for me was probably the caravan fight. Um, yeah, that was quite comical, um, particularly when she loses Orion, spins around like a whirling dervish. That's yes, that was a great bit. Worst bit was Prime, mine, I think. We've, we've already said uh, it was just cheese, and, and not only that, but not just that bit, but there was one other bit as well. And that's just I don't know, just the dialogue, the dialogue around the campfire just wound me up as well. Um, yeah, just.
2: So if someone like said it. to you, like, oh, I saw Kill Bill the other day, uh, have you seen Kill Bill uh, number two? Yeah. What, why would you say that you didn't like it? What if you said, like, I've seen it and I think it's shit? Because what what would you say first? What would your initial reaction be as to why, on the well, whole, I why you
3: didn't well, like it? Well, I didn't say I didn't like it. It was alright. It was a nice film. You know, it was it was it was a good like two hours, two hours eleven minutes of enjoyable watching, but like it was okay it was not i wouldn't say it was shit you know but it was yeah it was okay watching um but it wasn't i wasn't on the edge of my seat you know
2: but what was Um, missing from it that just makes it okay
3: i I don't know i really don't know i mean i don't know if i watched tomorrow's world i might um was it tomorrow's war not tomorrow's tomorrow's world World? (laughs) what the fuck are you getting on about (laughs) If I if I watch Tomorrow's War, I might have something to compare it against how shit that apparently is, compared to you guys. But oh, um, That's a completely uh, different, uh, different yeah, I'm not no, going anywhere near that. Not after I've heard what you said. No way. Thanks. No, no, I loved terrible. it. I watched it. Did you really know <laughs> really Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I, really oh, I did. I really Jay. loved it. I'm going to edit
2: is, that. No, I loved no, it with John Wick 2. John
3: too. Wick
5: 2, definitely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
3: that that is, Lord, so, uh, it. I mean, you guys know that my palate is not as is not as rich as yours when it comes to, to, to film. Although I did study uh, media at College University and film was part of that. But, but that was like Buster Keaton, though, when we knew did it. <laughs>
1: Buster <Bradley> Keaton. <laughs> I know. Uh, Buster see, it was Keaton came, he was coming out in the yeah. cinema. <laughs> yeah. It was no dialogue. It was just... Who's his Charlie oh, Chaplin? Oh. He's really good. Buster's thesis on Bobby
3: Davro.
2: Tavro, yeah. <laughs> so you um, would yeah. you recommend
3: this film uh what i recommend it? it only in circles where someone said oh i like quentin tarantino i go yeah okay well you know if you like watch this film but i would you know what i wouldn't I'm, i wouldn't Blimey. Your enthusiasm speaks volumes, my <laughs> I'm just, friend. That's I'm sorry. I,
2: I know.
5: I, I'm sure. Have you sure met somebody who likes
2: Quentin Tarantino who hasn't seen this film? I'd give them a kick up the arse, mate. Uh, they don't like
5: Quentin Tarantino.
3: Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure 99% of the people that listen to, listen to this podcast are like, What are you talking about? But, like, I don't know. I'm just not into his films. I've tried. I've tried with a couple of other ones, but it's just, I get it. I understand you know the, the message and like you know and i understand why he's got such a cult following but yeah it just doesn't it doesn't do it for me you know no, it's no, different all people different, like
5: different things that yeah, more that's interesting the whole point.
3: exactly exactly
2: well after that lively debate at the end there <laughs> <laughs> that is the end of our kill Bill volume one and two retrospective review so Uh, Other views obviously are available on our iTunes, Android and YouTube site where this will be uploaded to. And we're not too sure what we're going to do next. Obviously, there'll be Loki, the final Loki on Uh, Saturday—no, Friday, which myself and Neil will be recording. I have watched half of Loki today uh, and fell
4: asleep.
2: (laughs) Oh, don't (laughs) start already.
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Fucking
2: hell, honestly. Stop ruining it. if the way it's going at the moment, I will seriously hammer this film on Friday. Honestly, sorry, the oh, wow. hammer, low key, the series on Friday. I really,
1: really will. I'm fucking wow. sick of it. So, so Stuart uh, and Neil, out of the ones I where I have all the all the all the Marvel ones on the Disney Plus over the last year, is this the worst series that they've come out with? Complain this, hundred percent. Yeah, and Captain America by a long way. <laughs> I have not yeah. seen One so I can't compare. But Stu loved it.
5: Um, I didn't even want to watch it because of how it was portrayed. It just looked like a part of confusingness. Um, but uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was amazing.
2: One Division's ad- really, really good. One Division. There was a reason when you watched it, or oh, I released number one and number two uh, because it's so bizarre. But if you stick with One the payoff is so good. And it, it gets really exciting and it makes you ask so many different questions where, as at the moment, Loki, fuck, I mean, I, I'm struggling. I turned <laughs> it on today and I even said to the wife, I said, fuck, this is boring. I can't watch this. And I stopped watching it and I watched Kill Bill again. And it's honestly, it's just hard work. It's a fucking slog to watch this. And I'm wow. so glad it's the last one. I really am pleased it's the last one. Something amazing has got to happen in the last 20 minutes of Loki for then, me to change oy, my mind.
5: Stop it. Stop it. I haven't seen it yet. Saturday. <laughs> so,
2: um, but yes, we haven't seen what we're going to do last uh, <laughs> really <next> week. <laughs> but I know Paul would like to do a caliber. You're desperate. You wanted to do caliber and we couldn't do it. It is still
5: available on Netflix. Yeah, let's oh, do that. Is it really? That's a shame. It,
3: oh,
5: did you like it? Did you not like it? Indeed. Oh, we'll get into that if we're going to review it.
1: So How do you spell it? That? Is it like the beer?
3: S H I T S H I T. It's it's a cute little independent film. <laughs> yeah, it's
2: caliber. C A L Wow. Just put Cow in Netflix. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, um, we, we can put it up for vote as in to what we're gonna do, but I know you've
3: been wanting mm. to do that one for ages, Paul. Yeah, no, it, yeah. it. yeah, I couldn't do it at the time could I cause other things. But um, yeah, yeah,
1: it's a good. No, show. I hope, I I hope think... it's good. It's one hour forty-one minutes from um, two thousand eighteen. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, there
2: is a non-spoiler review on the YouTube channel of this, which doesn't actually, which I did, which doesn't spoil it whatsoever, which gives you a bit of a clue as to well, that's um, good. if to it's put a spoiler it review. Yeah, exactly. it Does help, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, sorry, it's, but... uh, what happens is in the title, <laughs> funny enough. But yeah, so uh, check that out, and we will hopefully do Caliber next week, which I can't wait to do and talk um, about that film. I can't I'll... wait to hear Neil moan about it. It'll be a divisive podcast, no, which is the I best. Love
5: it. Did you find out my question about who the famous wrestler was in the original Spider-Man?
1: Yes, no. that um, was a question. I'm, I'm... Who is it? Go on then, go on then, Jay. It's uh, the Macho Man.
5: It was. Macho Man, Randy Savage. He played oh, I don't Buzz, know who that is.
1: Buzzsaw. Yeah. You don't and know? He's no. not a wrestling fan, is he? He's, no, 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 he's not. You know Hulk Hogan and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You need the Macho the, the Man. Nacho Ram, man. The nacho natu- <laughs> man. No, sorry, the macho man. He's a Mexican, he wears a
5: massive nacho hat. What the macho man. Sure blinds you people know with it.
3: nacho natu- hat. Fucking Hey, you see my muscles. <laughs> 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 Jesus. Sorry,
2: guys. Sorry, Sorry, man. Um, Ooh, I'm so me. glad we're recording this still but um, now I'll have a look at the um, the natural Man and the <laughs> Nacho Man, natural man. <laughs> <laughs> hey me,
1: but, we, me find me crocodile man you oh, 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 <laughs> there is a yeah, reason why we never charge <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay um, but, hey, I don't know what else to say but thank you everyone for listening and at the same time I apologise to everyone for listening So uh, we'll be back (laughs) next week with Calibre, where I'm hopefully will be joined by Neil, James and Paul again for more lively intellectual debate.
5: (laughs) (laughs) You are wishing and probably not going to get any of that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Well, cheers, guys. Everyone stay safe and we will be back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.